0: All right. Welcome back. We are back in the booth. I am solo today. Jason's like doing something else. I don't know what the heck he's doing. He said something about like Cutco was coming over like, like sharpen his knives or something. And I was like, asked him if he had to take a punch out of his man card in order to do that. I'm like, who, who lets someone else sharpen your <laughs> knives? So we're going to roll solo, but, uh, <laughs> we, ha- we have, a-, a special guest today. Um, Armando Martínez, someone that we met at Western Hunt Fest last year, um, kind of hit it off, got a chance to really learn about his product. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll probably talk a little elk hunting. So Mondo, how are I'm you today? I'm doing
1: great, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. You've been out hammering the hills, and and I know you've done multiple hunts in September. Uh, I think some with some buddies, and and some for yourself. Let's let's maybe kick it off there, and we'll we'll work our way into yeah. it. So, how, how was uh, how was September, September for you? September was
1: good. Um, I had a really good September. Fortunately, I was able to draw a tag this year for myself uh, in a really good unit, southwestern New Mexico, and there was a total of four of us who had that tag. And I I was oh, wow. able to do some preseason scouting, and I found two giants. Like, they they were they were the two bulls that I wanted to kill. So I kind of had my my sight set on those two big bulls, and uh, or or another big bull, but nothing nothing smaller than what I had found. But they were like you know three seventies, just some tanks, something I I would have been happy to shoot. And and one of them was in a really good spot to kill. So. I said, I just need to find him in there, you know, one time. And uh, I never found him. Long story short, I never got, got close to him. Um, my uncle saw him one time just on one ridge over. But uh, that was it, man. Uh, the guys I was with, the first several days, I pretty much just uh, called for them. I didn't even take my bow. I was trying to get them set up. Uh, one of the guys I took is new to hunting. He won a bow this year with us. With, um, we do a random acts of kindness giveaway every January to start out the new year. So um, keep an eye out for that. This year, I think I have a access deer hunt I might be able to uh, part with in Hawaii. Um, yeah, oh, wow.
0: So, That's on my bucket oh, dude, list. It, Holy crap. I
1: went last year. So we could talk about that later. But uh, so anyway, uh, Heck as yeah. part of the giveaway, you just have to do a random act of kindness. And, um, and this guy, Matt, he he entered in his random act of kindness and the random drawing he won and so uh, we hit it off and i took him out hunting this year and i was able to help him get his first uh, archery kill ever he shot a nice uh, nice nice wow. bull um and then his brother-in-law was with us he got a couple of shots i took my uncle he got he took three shots uh so um i drew back once on one bull and uh, the wind swirled, he came up, I already had the tree ranged, got behind the tree, I was at full draw, just waiting for him, dude, it was perfect and uh, he was walking out behind the tree and he stopped, of course, right when his vitals are behind the tree and I felt the wind hit my neck, of course, of course. and uh, <laughs> and so he boogered and that was it, that was the only opportunity that I had on a simple, on a, on a uh. he and was, he wasn't what I was wanting, but it was the last second to last day, or maybe the last more second to last day morning, and um, a nice six by six, you know, three hundred ish, and uh, man, it just wasn't meant to be. So all good, yeah. yeah. After that, I went hunting yeah. with my brother in a super shitty unit that I tell him not to put in for, and and he <laughs> continues to put just because the draws are really good. And uh, we yeah. were able to call one in for him, dude, and uh, a nice five by five. And he came in from behind us off of some private land. And the fence was the tallest fence I've ever seen. Not not a high fence, but just for a five strand, it was like yeah. five feet tall, five oh, yeah. and a half feet tall, and just as tight as yeah. tight as you could pull the fence. And so this bull, this I bull know. came out, dude. It was foggy. We had just passed him and they didn't make a peep, didn't make a peep. And we were working up our fence line. And typically they come from the left to the right and they come from the public and then go to the private in the day. So we were walking and kind of hunting this side, waiting for him to come. And we got past where he was and, uh, and freaking dude bugled in the private. So I was like, Oh shit. So I had already been calling. I didn't know he was coming because he didn't mention, you know, he, we didn't even know he was in there. And, uh, right he came out right behind us He was about 120 yards and he came out and he was just drooling and trying to smell the air and he got his Uh. body up on the fence and he kept pushing it like he was gonna knock it over and the fence kept tilting and tilting and then finally no way dude i thought he was and i was like jump like do something all we needed for him to do is jump (laughs) you know because he didn't know we were there and then uh last minute he caught my brother moved he um and and he boogered and that was uh that was it we called another one that was in that private property my brother said he was a giant i was back behind him calling this is about an hour later and uh he said he was a he goes dude you would have put him on your wall for sure so i know he was big (laughs) and uh, so anyway that was it so the archery season we went one for four there and then uh i just got back two or three days ago on a early rifle hunt my buddy took him out, killed his first bull Uh, textbook, killed him at about 170 yards, called him in. They were still bugling and he was, he was solo. And I just ran a scenario that took about half an hour to, to play out. And it was, it was
0: beautiful. That's awesome, man. Well, Hey, that's, that's uh, that, that doesn't sound like too too bad a month oh. to me. I mean, even though obviously you didn't didn't get get all the tags punched, but uh, lots of encounters and, and saw good elk. It sounds like and some close calls. I mean, I I, uh, I I'd I'd sign up for that. It, it, it was
1: a, it was a good. Uh, I think in total, because uh, my buddy Manny was able to shoot twice, and my uncle shot three times. Uh, he missed two and then he hit one square in the shoulder and it went in about inch and a half. And then the arrow fell out within about 10 yards. So at least the bulls, the bulls, yeah. all right. And then, yeah, like, yeah, so it was, it was, uh, we had a, we had a good successful, you know, it was, I could, I could have killed some, Heck yeah. I could have killed a, you know, a couple, but it just wasn't what I was looking for. So I, I'm, I'm good with it.
0: Hey, that's, that's all right. I mean, uh, it's funny you mentioned the fence because, we we hunt a, a, an area that um, we've had success in. We've killed probably four or five elk in there in the last you know five or six right. seasons or something like that. And um, and it, it sits right on the same type of scenario where it borders outfitters and um, private property. And we really sit and it's about nine hundred feet down into this hole to get down in there and that area just kind of both ends of it saddles out and the elk travel that thing. And they just hug that border like crazy. And, uh, we get in there this year and it's about eight to nine miles to get back in there. And so we, you know, when we go in there, it's like, you know, you're committed. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we, we get back in there and this year we find out the outfitter sold off 15,000 acres of that property and the new owner fenced the whole thing. (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) dude and and i'm telling you like by by about two or three days in we just started to refer we just started referring to him as zoo elk because like we would get down and there was there was a just a growly just gnarly bull that was hanging out he couldn't have been more than a hundred yards inside of that fence and you could if you just enjoyed listening to elk bugle You could have sat in there and just like went tit for tat with him all day, and he would bugle back to you every single time. And uh, the cows were all herded up Mm -hmm. down there, and like we we didn't see a cow the entire week. All we saw were spikes, raghorns, and like other bulls that we glassed and they just like wouldn't move. Like they absolutely would not respond to any calling, you know, between, you know, trying to cow call, trying to, you know, be aggressive, trying to just, you know, locate, I mean, just nothing. And, uh, so we hit a bull on day three and, um, it kind of, we, we, we had it on film. So we kind of went back and I think it went into no man's land and he ran down onto private ground and, and ended up, never never finding him and i think i think he lived anyway you know we we did two to three days where we really kind of pounded around down there to try and make sure and um so yeah so i feel your pain you know <laughs> you just like you, you try to do everything right and and um the beauty of it is like i still can't can't beat september it's, it's just There's awesome nothing
1: <laughs> like it i, I it, you know what's funny yeah. i took my uh my my buddy sammy the rifle hunt we just went on he had never heard a bugle. Oh so yeah. He, he, uh, that'll change your life the day before I got there two days early. And so we went out, uh, the day before the hunt first thing in the morning and they were going pretty good. And we found a good one that we were going to kill. Like, well, we, we found a couple, but I found that evening. I found a real good one that I was like, dude, we'll come back here in the morning. And we're going to bust this dude up. He'll be, he'll be here. And, uh, Long story short, the next day we went out, set up perfect on him, and some guys walked in up ahead of us, upwind, and blew him out. So he bugled from the ridge. He when he was in the meadow, that you know we were there in the dark, and he was still there. And uh, oh man, so he it 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 just like uh, you kind of take it for granted sometimes. Like I've heard a lot of bugles, and he had he had never heard one, so he was he was adamant that he was content with the hunt and the way it ended on like day two and we hadn't even killed yet. And I'm like, there's a <laughs> right, lot right. left, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, You just dipped your yeah, toe in. somebody to, to appreciate it that much is, is kind of part of it that I love, you know, like he had, it, yeah, he, it was for cool, sure. man. It was so cool.
0: Well, you met, you met yeah. Jason, uh, my partner, you know, um, the big donkey and, and, um, he had just started, Uh, getting into hunting, like when we first met and didn't own a bow at the time. And of course, uh, our businesses at the time were kind of separate from each other, but we were starting to kind of converge a little bit in terms of what he did and what I do uh, between like baseball skill and and pitching stuff and and my strength conditioning uh, company. And as we kind of became a lot more, you know, friendly and our businesses started to to converge a little bit, um, he would always hear me talking about like, oh man, like elk camp, like dude, September and you know, all this. And, and he's like, Hey man, he goes, if I buy a bow, can I come with you? (laughs) And I was like, yep. And, uh, so, and it was the same thing. And he'll, he tells that story. He's like, you know, first time Joel take, takes me out, you know, we get back into, you know, into the, the, the timber and all this. And the first time I heard a bugle, he was like, that was it. He's like, I was, I was hooked. He's like, this is, this is amazing, you know? And you know, that's, that's been uh, quite a few years ago now. So I I definitely, everybody kind of remembers that, I think. And that, that usually does the trick. I, I haven't seen anybody go like, yeah, that's that cool, all right. but I'll 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather road hunt.
1: I'd rather hunt out of the truck.
0: Yeah, exactly. So cool. but so with with all the the hiking and tromping around and everything, uh I know that uh, the, the sign you got there in your in your background, the bow hitch, yeah. um that's a, a a big a big part of, of uh making life easy in the backcountry. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um tell us maybe how it came to life. Um, talk about the product a little bit. Um, I, I, I love it. Um, I know that we've talked about, uh, I've got to get set up this year, kind of ran out of time before, um, you know, with, with just bumping up against what, you know, with Western hunt fest. And then, you know, we only had a couple weeks in September kicked off, but, um, it's definitely something that I think, uh, when we got a chance for you to kind of show us, the product and and how it operates and all that. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and we'll even talk a little bit about some, some other kind of pieces of that, that, that fall along the lines of other stuff that's in the market, but talk a little bit about, you know, how did, how did the, talk about the proc for one, talk about how did it come to life and, and, um, you know, just, just give us a little bit of update on that.
1: Well, um, my partner and I are both firemen, uh, i i retired last month so he's still a fireman uh, but that's you know that's what we both did and i kind of like to bring that up because in the fire service you kind of just do what you got to do to get the job done so let's find a simple way let's make it fast let's make it efficient and just get the job done so the bow hitch is like the most efficient fastest no problems like get the job done type of solution um, and that's the, so that's kind of like our mindset making this thing. Uh, Doug and I went hunting together. Shoot, it's probably been about six or seven years ago now. And um, Doug had a contraption that he he was using that was the concept of the bow hitch was there. And we were hunting in the super nasty gnarly country. It was a late season hunt, and uh, archery only had to be a six buyer better. And or six on one side or better for Elk. And he was hiking up and down these mountains and he wasn't carrying his bow. Like anytime he'd want to stop in glass, his bow is just resting on him or holding on him somehow. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, what the heck is that? Like I've been, you know, carrying this dang thing around and how how are you oh, doing yeah. that? So he showed me what he had and I was like, That's genius, man. You know. Um Like I said, our our bow hitch now is a lot different than what he had, but the concept was there. So uh, he 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 fast forward to you know the end of the hunt. I'm like Dougie, his name is Doug, and um, Dougie, like what uh, what the heck, man? Like why aren't you mass producing these things? This is this is a solution to a problem that every archer has. And he goes, "Ah, I've thought about it. I've had it for years. You know, I made it. He made it at home and. It's just like, man, you really need to do something with it. And he goes, I've thought about it, but I never have. So I'm like, Well, I I really think you should do something with it. Fast forward a year later, Dougie, did you do anything with it? No, not yet. Another year. I'm like, Doug, you need to you need to go forward with that, man. You need to make something happen with it. Or you know, like that's it's too good to sit. And so finally, I want to say it was about year three. I'm like, Dougie, if you ain't going to do nothing with that, bro, I'm going to figure out, I I would like to figure out a way to make it work, you know, and bring it to, bring it to market. And, um, and he's like, well, if you want to, I'll do it with you. So, you know, we kind of made an agreement and had a little sit down and, you know, talked, talked business for a while for the first time. And neither of us have a business background. So it was, uh, you know, the old school handshake. You know, he's a hard worker and he's a family yeah. man. And, and he was just the kind of person where I could see myself doing business with and, and not having to worry about anything. So that's, that's how the, the bow hitch itself started. And then after that, um, started really looking at it because I got to see his bow again and, you know, figure out what I wanted to change and what it needed. And the first one was drawn on my uh, kitchen table on a napkin. Um, is yeah. Uh, the, Heard the, that before. The first drawing, and I kind of figured out what I needed to do to get the balance point right, and what I thought I needed to do, and you know. So, uh, after I drew it, I said, "Okay, what am I going to need for this?" So I went to Home Depot and I bought some sheet steel, and then I ordered a couple of parts uh, from the internet to uh, on, on what I thought I needed. And after those came mm-hmm. in, I was you know had a few beers and. I was like, "My ah, shit! I guess I better go outside and try to make that thing," you know. So I went into the garage, dude, a few beers deep, and got my angle grinder out and started whacking on that piece. I yeah. scribed the napkin. I, I scribed yeah. a piece of metal. I got my I took my bow out and I kind of measured with the you know little tape measure and figured out where my holes should line up to be on my site and drilled some holes out and. That was it. I put it on my bow and I was like, "Damn." This thing might work, you know. It was, uh, uh, and, and I had to hunt that year, so I took the ugliest bow hit you ever seen out hunting, and I was Heck like, yeah. "Bro, this thing." I hope you I, still I have got that. It. I got, I got the napkin. I got it all. <laughs> so it's like, this thing works, dude. And the guys I was hunting with are like, "Damn, that's." You know, they're teasing me at first. Don't get me wrong, but after a while, they're for like, sure. And I think uh, that, that thing is kind of cool. Make me one of those, you know. So that was uh that's right. the start of the bow hitch and i keep looking down because i'm looking at it, and there's just so many oh.
0: i lost you there lost his audio here hang on one sec i can't hear you are you back? sorry bro i had hear... I, I hey swear, I swear,
1: do not disturb but now I put us on, on autoplay mode also.
0: Sorry, okay. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's all good. Give me, give me a little, a little flip ski. Uh, how's that? Oh, now you're, now you're, now you're sideways. My... For some reason. I don't know. We can go like that. It's all good. I, I can, I can figure <laughs> it out if your, uh, if your phone, if your phone doesn't, doesn't flip back over here. Hang on. Let me, uh, okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. Sorry, sorry about that. So, um, it's all good. But, um, I was just telling everyone that, uh, you gotta love technology, right. As much as we try. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, anyway, so let, let's, uh, let's pick back up where where you left off. So we were kind of just finishing up, you know, get bringing this thing to life. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how does it work? Number one, um, does it fit on every bow that you know, like, is there different models? Like um, talk a little bit about like how the actual setup of it is um, so people get a better understanding. Yeah, I have my
1: bow here. I'm gonna pick it up and show you guys. But the the, yes, this is the easiest way to explain it. So this product right here, this is the bow hitch. The bow hitch itself mounts to the outside of your site. So you can see we're on the outside of your site. We're not going under your sight. We're not adjusting your sights. Like once you put this on, your sights are at the exact same point they were at before you installed the bow hitch. So um, the great thing is, is we don't affect anybody's sights. Uh, as far as it fitting every single bow, it does not fit every single bow. There are some bows where you can see the cable slide here. There's a very very low. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see it on my mug there, but uh, I, I have yeah. a slight, you know. Uh, gap here uh, is probably a eighth of an inch uh, for my cable slide, so the design of the bows um, kind of make a, a little bit of a difference. The cable slide if they stick out super far sometimes becomes an issue, but we've been do we've right. been doing it enough to where we kind of we kind of know okay, I can add a little tiny spacer here to get the bow hitch off a little bit mm-hmm. and it makes it work on ninety percent of the bows but there's always sure. something so i will not tell you that it's gonna work on your bow for sure the the easiest way is to go to the website and check it out um but we just need what are you shooting there is, is that a, PSE that a, a Mach one psc yeah, PSE? yeah. Mach 1? so yeah. it's a carbon bow uh nice super i love it it's a great great bow um
0: that's a fast it bow. it's
1: pretty fast yeah it shoots good it shoots good i mean <laughs> i'm not a I'm not a super marksman, uh, you know, or archer with the bow, but I, I shoot well enough to know that you're in good it's company. Gonna, it's gonna kill, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have we. Have, there's a lot of us. Yeah, there's a lot. So uh, so anyway, the, so the new bows, something to take note of is the new bows. A lot of them have the in the the sights mount on the inside of the riser. They're, you know, they try to keep everything super streamlined. However, right. all those bows are still tapped for a site that goes to the outside of the riser just in case you didn't want to run their proprietary sites. So if that's the case, you can run the bow hitch directly to the riser. And I know the bow, the, the bow hitch works on all those new bows um, that we've seen that we've gotcha. seen thus far. Um, we'll see, you know, in January at the ATA we'll be there. Uh, we have a new, you know, a 2.0 and then a new product that we're launching to to go with the bow hitch oh. yeah it's, it's pretty exciting um but uh getting in the groove yeah dude the the entrepreneur life uh, <laughs> is talking to me
0: yeah right yeah that's awesome good for you man i mean uh so and then the the attachment piece to this too so we talk about like uh being hands free and and you kind of mentioned that which is you know if anybody that's bow hunted up until the point when they either get uh, you know a product like the bow hitch in their hand is accustomed to one of two things you're either carrying it uh, one of three things you're either carrying it and you're switching hands every 100 yards you're throwing it over your neck which I've I've actually found out I have issues with um because number one it's not very comfortable uh for me and number two is a lot of times like i run um my ham ski rest and the the little there's a little like slot opening Um, right where you can you know where you where you put the arrow through and for whatever reason i'm a freaking ninja at that thing like hooking through the loop Uh in the top of my pack and then i can't get the damn thing off and i got and i'm like so i hate carrying it like that or number three you strap it on your pack and then you're hosed if anything pops out because you're not going to get your bow ready in time so this this provides option number four which is i can get my hands free and I can still be ready. So talk about how that happens okay. uh, after we, we get mounted. Cool.
1: So so the cool thing about the bow hitch is anything that's a one inch or less webbing is going to fit into this opening. So you can see there's an opening here. Got a little hook. Got a little retainer here. That way the webbing doesn't slide out. But you could run this directly on the side of your backpack. You could run it off your bino harness. But what it's designed to do is to fit into this little loop here, this loop system. This attaches to your backpack. Let me find one. Here we go. This one's ready. So we provide this backpack strap here for you. This is just one inch webbing. We have our loops sewn here on the end. Then we have some buckles here to lock everything in place. So this top buckle, you simply open up that gate. You put it in your load lifter, close the buckle, adjust it for your arm's length, and then buckle it in. And then from there, you get your loop end, slide it into the bow hitch, and it just sits just like that. So there's there's nothing to it. That's, no, it. that's it, dude. So this, this that's this, it. This right is there. Gonna, and I could run down and grab my backpack. I'm sorry I don't have one up here with me, but no, this, not that. You know, this good. is gonna go on your on your backpack on your load lifter, it straps in. You get the loop end, you slide it in, and that's it. So you want a glass call, GPS, whatever it is, while you're walking. Your bow's always right here on your left hand side in your shooting hand, which is the important part. So you're hiking around, right? You keep your hand on your bow to keep it from bouncing around and you know uh you know, just sliding. But when it's time to stop, right. it's always there. And then the, the, the benefit of the bow, one, one of the many benefits of the bow hitch is that if you are hiking and you're like, oh, shit, there's something that just snuck up on me or I didn't see it or whatever, for whatever reason, there's going to be a quick shot opportunity. This is all you have to do. And that's out and you're ready to shoot. So. Just, just like that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a thousand yeah. percent silent. There's no moving parts, so nothing's going to break on you. Um, it's, yeah, it's just so efficient. So like I said, you could run this right on your backpack strap. You could run it on your bino harness strap. You could. It's uh, it, it's crazy, dude. It's it's pretty neat. Well, and, and
0: I think that that's, you know, one of the one of the beauties of the whole thing is, number one, it's simplicity. Yeah. Right. Number two, as you said, is it's accessibility, right? It solve it solves a problem, which is freeing your hands up. Um, and should the opportunity come, like you said, all I have to do is get ready, get prepared to draw essentially. I mean, even if, if, if you do it right, a guy can even get to where that thing basically just almost gravity yes. just lets that, that loop fall yes. off and you're ready, you're ready it, to rock. Yeah. And, and I think that that that's, that's the cool part about all of that. And if you've, you know, especially for us, like you're in New Mexico, um, we're in Colorado. Uh, I don't know how downfall and stuff like that is in, in New Mexico, like Colorado's just a, a, freaking matchstick heaven up, you know, in, in the high country. And and you're just guaranteed that you're always going to be up and over things all the time. And, um, I can't tell you, you know, like this year is probably the first year I can think of where I literally like ate shit, like three or four times this year, like getting up and down. We had like rain, um, super wet. We went into some gnarly country where like, I actually, I don't know if you can see this, like I got a scar across here where I stepped on a, uh, a log that literally just flew um, away from me and like smashed down on top of a boulder and, and like just trashed the whole inside of my arm this year. And, and, you know, a lot of times when you're thinking about like, not only just being hands-free, but even from a safety perspective, balance, uh, protecting your bow, right? Like those are little things where if, You get on unlevel ground, you get on, you know, loose loose ground, scree, stuff like that. Like there's a sense, like I've noticed for me, like a sense of a lot more security knowing that I've got like my hands available than, you know, always thinking about like, oh, I got to make sure I have my bow and like my downhill hand if I'm contouring because if (laughs) anything goes wrong. You know, like there's just a lot of like nuances of things like that, that, you know, in in this case, like you're also solving a problem of safety, protecting your bow a little bit better, allowing you to, you know, be balanced and and not fall, even though I'm, as I've admittedly, uh, you know, shown, um, I'm not immune to either. But, um, you know, I think that that's awesome. And uh, I I hope that people see how much of, uh, you know, an advantage there is in that. And, you know, now what I found out is, like, if I start, if I kind of do the sharing and and passing off left and right with my bow all the time, like, I really hate it.
1: Oh, dude, It's, (laughs) it's, uh, it's crazy. I'm glad you mentioned the safety thing because when we built it, we just, you know. Like I said, it just answered a simple question. Like, Hey, like our slogan is carrying your bow sucks. Now you don't have to carry your, Now yeah. you don't have to carry your bow.
0: Simple yeah, as that.
1: That's, that's, there, there it is because carrying your bow sucks. But, um, when we started going to the 3d shoots, we were noticing people cause they're on some super steep slopes. And when it rains, everything happens. Just like you mentioned, it's real world scenario. And we've had several people yep. come up and they're like, dude, this thing saved my life. Like, I didn't drop my bow. I was able to grab a tree with both hands or, you know, and, and so we've, we've just did that over and over. And, uh, elk bros this year, they called me and when they got back from their hunt and they were hunting the blow down timber, like you, and they were just mentioning how nice it is not to have to try to find a spot when you're crossing over to put your bow down. Um, and when you're like, even when you're walking across these logs, like now your bows just, Oh yeah. Just a lot of little benefits. But, um,
0: Peace, Peace of, of mind. mind,
1: man, when, when you're walking and you get tired of carrying it in your left hand, the cool thing is, you know, we can swap this over and I did it too. Cause I was hunting for, I think it was 14 days, something like that. So I got tired of carrying it on my left shoulder. So I just unbuckled it and put it on my right and ran it right. there for, you know, a yeah. couple days and problem solved. Sure. So it's, it's cool, right. man. It's an evolving product that we're still learning about it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty neat yeah
0: well um and then you know even something that uh you and i kind of talked about a little bit kind of offline um was looking at other things that exist you know and and we mentioned um you know we got introduced to the bow spider for example right and um and you mentioned that like oh yeah like i've talked with dave and and you know i love uh the bow spider in, in terms of what it does and and the thing that i found with with his product is that, um, it solves the problem of keeping me hands free. And and I definitely carry it on here a lot. And the problem, like Jason, for example, has one as well. And he's like, dude, I don't have a good enough shoulder mobility to like actually get back there and, you know, access it. And then for us, like you can, you can strap it onto like, if you put it onto your hip or whatever else, and then, but the the issue there is you kind of have to be stationary because then your bow is essentially being housed like vertically. So now you're talking about it being pretty low, you know, down on the side. And, um, at the same time, like we carry, you know, a sidearm and then, you know, a hip pouch and stuff like that. So this kind of fits into a different space where, um, you know, having it here, still accomplishes getting my hands free and at the same time almost makes it more accessible quicker um and for say a guy like jason who has crappy shoulder mobility from being a professional baseball player for years now all of a sudden he's like oh well that's gonna really work for me compared to you know trying to find a way to like scratch my own back and get it off now i i have a little bit better luxury there but even in that um as you mentioned like being a little bit more quiet. Right. Um, where if I get back here, I'm rustling around a little bit. Right. Um, I've got to get it here, get it to here, get it to here. And you're kind of even eliminating some of those steps. So, um, I love the fact that you're like, man, there's a lot of room for all of us. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, that to me is the thing that I found is we've met folks like yourself and, and other people in the industry is like, you know, if we can help, give people better solutions um we can all still thrive we can all we can all exist we can all excel and to me i was like man that, that that was really cool for me to hear you say that rather than be like oh like we're better than them or anything like that like you know i just you know i think your your attitude towards it and the way you perceive it like to me was like right on man like that that's awesome to hear yeah
1: it's and and that stems from from david and from uh the other guy's name jeff he he came out with his own product too. He has a sling. Um and so right. b- before I even mention what theirs are, like all three of ours are different. They all solve one problem, but they could you could almost have all three of them on your bow because you know, mine mine doesn't sure. interfere with anybody else's and theirs don't interfere with mine. So if you wanted to use you right. know the both of them, that's fine. But uh, what I was getting at is the first time I went to a big 3d shoot, uh, we had already been to a couple of smaller shoots and, and we were the only bow carrying system in town. So we thought, Hey man, people like us, this is pretty cool. Like we're selling a couple of them, this right. is, this is all right. And then we finally went to a big shoot and there was, you know, there was the four of us, there was Montana bow sling there Was jacked gear with the slingling, and then there was right. no spider, yeah, yeah. And we were the last ones to show yeah. up. Um, we drove to Utah, and so dude, they threw us out like in the bullpen, like we were out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and as we walk, as right. we walk in, we see one, you're flagging, oh, dude, it was brutal. So we, uh, <laughs> uh and and that, and it like just starting out new business, I, I mean. This is just, I think most people would feel like, Hey, you are the competition. You know, you have another product just like mine. You are the competition. And so that's the way I was looking at it when I went in. But, uh, the more I started talking to these guys, finally on the second night, there was like, uh, some sort of an event. And I talked to, uh, to Dave and to Jeff and, uh, and Dave was like, Hey man, cool product. I really like it. Great concept, you know, good luck with everything. Um, I hope it goes well. If you have any questions for me, let me know. Um, whatever, whatever I can do to help, I'm here to help. He says we're not competition with each other. Your product does one thing, my yeah. product does something else. Jeffs does something else. He said, and if you'll just pay attention at these shoots, you're going to notice ninety percent of people walk out of here carrying their bow anyway. So, like, there's 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 plenty <laughs> uh there's plenty of, of customers for everybody. And so to me, that was just, uh, that was the, the welcome that set our course really as a business to say, Hey, there is, let's help everybody. Like if I can help you because you don't like the bow hitch, you, I'm going to say, what don't you like about it? What are you looking to get out of a carrying system? And I'm going to recommend to you, Hey, call Jeff, call David, call, you know, whoever, because that's going to solve the problem that you're looking for. And, um, for sure. So yeah, dude, it's 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 the coolest thing. But ours ours does work with if you you know, there's a time and a place for everything. But the good thing about yeah the, the this analogy is is pretty good. It's um so the, the kick down door stop on your door. Yeah, yeah, It's always there. You only use it when you need it, but if you don't need it, you don't care right. that it's there, right? So that's right. kind of that's yeah. that's the bow hitch for you. Like it's already on your bow. When you want to op- hold the door open or hold your bow, it's there. When you don't need it, don't. It's not in the way. You're never going to notice it, but it's always there. So right. to have that option right. is, uh, you know, you're not looking for a place to put your bow down. You're not putting in the dirt. You're right. not getting yourself out of a shooting position. So uh, it's we're, right. we're we're really happy with it, man.
0: Yeah, now that, that that's awesome, and and uh, I know. As, uh, as we start heading into the, the off season for archery here, that's going to be something for me where, as you mentioned, right, like I envision there being situations and scenarios where um, for the last two seasons, I, I have used the bow spider and I've had it uh, mainly for me. Like I, you know, I put it on my back and, and as we're hiking and getting, you know, moving ridge to ridge and stuff like that, like it's such a luxury and then as i got introduced to you i'm like yeah 100 percent. like i envision next year me being uh you know taking my bow and getting the bow hitch and now as we get into situation scenarios where i want to be ready i want to you know have be a little bit more accessible um still be hands-free like i'm probably going to use both and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the one on my back so that you know going out before, before the sun comes up and, and coming back when the sun comes down and that type of thing, I may throw it on my back. But as soon as we kind of get into the thick of things, I'm probably going to run with the bow hitch here so that I'm ready so that I can still be hands free so that I have that ability to be a lot more kind of versatile in how I, how I operate during the day, you know? And so, uh, I'm going to be kind of a, a beacon for, for that, you know, statement, which is like, there's a time and place for both. And I'm, probably going to use both. Yeah, I I mean,
1: I'll never badmouth you any of them. It's like, I mean, there's there's a billion tools, you know? I'm learning I'm learning all these yeah. new analogies because I've been studying the business elements and, you know, it's just crazy, but they, they, they talk... Yeah, the fun yeah, part. They, they, they just talk about a <laughs> toolbox, you know? Like, look yeah. at the mechanics toolbox. He's going to have 10,000 tools, but each one has a job, right. you know? And you... you so, yeah hey, That's them. right. But... It's, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's shift gears yeah. a little bit. Cause I know you and I talked a little bit about um, some training as well. Um, you know, I know that you've, you've been, you know, number one being a firefighter and, and uh, I don't remember if we kind of talked about that. I work with a ton of, of folks from the first okay. responder community. So that's, uh, that's awesome. In fact, I've got 30 people coming to our facility next week um, that will be comprised of Firefighters, police officers, military, nice. special operations. Um, uh, I even have so I've got uh, right now, from what I can tell, I've got people coming in from Canada across the U.S., and we have four five attendees coming from Korea hey, actually here next dude. week. Um, and so you know, so that that's that's always awesome, but um, so the 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 training and the fitness and in that part of it, you know, I think number one, based on what you've done for a living, you know, job-wise, right? Like it's a very labor-intensive job. Um, obviously, when when the tones go off and, and it's time to get get the the turnouts on and all that stuff, right? Um, so I think that gets kind of. A way of life bred into you a little bit, and for you, then it's an easy transition. Obviously, to prepare for hunting season as well. But you mentioned that, um, you know, I know, uh, I think Mountain Physio. You've worked with them, and and you and I talked yeah. a little bit about training. Talk a bit, a little bit about like how maybe there's, you know, what you've done for work and how that differs from how you uh, approach like getting ready for elk season.
1: Well, work is, uh... or does it? i wouldn't say that i like i've always been fortunate to be in decent shape right like it's kind of it's kind of like you know what kind of gas you got in the tank um so at different at different levels in your career in my career i was in different seats in the truck so at the beginning you know you're the guy that's doing all the work you're the hose dragger you're poking all holes right. you're pulling walls you're doing all the the labor intensive stuff yeah So as you promote, you pretty much do less and less physical activity. Um, So, (laughs) so uh, you earn, you earn that right, right? Pretty shitty uh, mentality. Now that I say it out loud, but I like, I know I have in the tank. So it's, you know, I didn't have to do a set schedule of exercise or a workout or whatever to know, okay, we get a boomer tonight. I'm going to be able to function a hundred percent. So, um, you definitely feel it when the fire's done, like that kicked my ass, you know, like I'm smoked. I should not be this tired. I am smoked. And, and that has definitely happened. Um, you can always be in better shape, which, you know, uh, like I said, I was fortunate enough to every situation I encountered, I was able to to go a hundred percent and do what I had to do. But, um, there's a lot of people out there that can't just turn that switch on you know you just got to know your body better than anybody. Yeah. so if you're getting paid to do a job you should be physically able to do it and if that means uh, whatever regimen or workout then I think that's important um, one thing that I've learned for my body the biggest thing that made a difference was uh, diet um, it's Like, it's the craziest thing. I worked with uh, Valley to Peak Nutrition getting ready for Western Hunt Fest. And, you know, I've been, you know, I could work out and do different things and, you know, different workouts. But the one that I had never done or paid attention to was my calorie intake, what I was eating, the quantity of it, how much I was drinking. Like, it was, that was an eye-opener that if nobody's ever done it, you could do it for free, you know, just download an app and write, re- enter yeah. in everything you eat. And you're going to be, you're going to be yeah. shocked at what you find out.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's my, my killer, uh, killer dog. Suck. He's, uh, he's, he's, right over there. Someone just walked up the oh, stairs. So buddy. Hey, come here, bud. It's okay. Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're very dog friendly awesome. around here, so we we've always got uh, we we call it the lab because between the three owners we have four labs, oh, yeah. and uh, on 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 any given day um, there there's at least one okay. here or more. So, so my, mine's mine's here probably more than everybody else. So yeah, don't don't be alarmed; he's gotcha. harmless.
1: <laughs> gotcha. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what else? So no, I mean the diet part was super important for me, but. I mean, I've been hunt. I've yeah. been hunting long enough to know that the mountain will like the mountains undefeated. Right. So. hundred you, percent. So we yeah. always say,
0: right. Mountains, mountain, mountain, you can't no, cheat it. You
1: can't. So like, I know your weak, weak spots. I would say like, know what, what kicks your ass in the mountain and then work on that before you get there. Mine is definitely mo- mobility. Yeah. Um, mobility is is a big one for me my in my legs and my hips yeah. uh that 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 usually yep. thrashes me my cardio uh the i mean it's a it's a direct correlation to the work you put in is what you get out and before before yep. i start hunting season i know where i'm at and and this year was awesome because it was like all right let's go okay let's go okay let you know yeah. and i was just we, we put in, we put in some work and I felt fantastic the whole time. My body held up and just,
0: yeah. I, I think that's what we've found too, right. Is, you know, we've preached so many things with, you know, within and around performance. Right. And as you mentioned, um, the, the nutrition piece is so huge. Right. And not only like what you eat, you know, before what you eat during the day, you know, that type of thing, but we talk a lot about like the recovery piece, right. And the hydration in terms of, uh, not only just, you know, Oh, drink like X amount of water and, and based on body weight and output and whatever. But within that, like, how do we also add in things like for us, it's, you know, tart cherry juice at night to help control inflammation and improve sleep quality. You know, when we get to elevation, elevation is going to disrupt sleep quality. Elevation is going to, uh, affect our exchange of oxygen and the higher we get, the more that's affected, which means that our ventilatory piece of of heart rate and all that stuff gets affected. And, you know, so there's so many things that like play off of each other. And if, you know, we start to get into like, what kind of condition are we in and what's our strength levels and stuff like that? It's every piece of that is inner is Independent and yet at the same time, codependent in meaning that, you know, if I start to get even like less than I think the hydration status is, you know, three to five, even percent dehydration, then muscle function starts to get affected, which means that performance is going to get affected, which means that, you know, just all those things, it's a cascading effect of being able to continue, putting on more miles, getting up from day one to day two and all the way out. Like you said, like you put in 14 days, right? Like we talked to Jeff the other day from Western Hunt Fest and he, he put in a lot of days yeah. cause he had a really good tag this year. And he said he did almost like 200 miles in the month of September. Damn. And it's like, yeah. Right. And I was like, dang bro. Um, but You know, in order to afford yourself the ability to continue operating, you know, there's there's a lot of education that goes into that on the front end. There's some trial and error of like being in the field. And as you do it more often, you start to learn where your limits are, as you as you kind of mentioned. And I think the other important part is like learning how to, you know navigate ground, um, utilize things like your maps and contour better. And then at the same time, like even just pace of how you navigate, you know, and, and cover ground, right. A lot of times people, you know, they come out too hot and heavy and, and they just burn themselves out and it's like, you know you're never going to run down an elk right. and, and you got to use, you got to use this a lot more than you use yeah. this a lot of times. Yeah. And um, you know, so that's such a huge part of it, but um, you know, I, I've, I've definitely enjoyed seeing that. Now, the other piece, speak, speaking of Western Hunt Fest, you were one of the participants in the pack out challenge last year. Um, and I know you packed out an elk this year, at least yeah. one. Um, so talk, so kind of talk about like firsthand experience. Cause we're going to have uh and, and, and Jeff are oh, going to come on the, the show here in a little while. Um, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start talking about preparations for next year's Western Hunt Fest. And we're coming to your neck of the woods oh, too, which is going to be good. awesome. Um, and uh, you know, that, which is going to be great. We'll talk about that more later, but talk about like how you, you're not, not only did the pack out challenge last year at Western Hunt Fest, but also actually packed out an elk and talk about like how you envision if you kind of look at that retrospectively now like how did they compare like were they similar did they have a very uh you know were there differences like what what was your interpretation of that knowing that you did that you've had both sides of the of the coin
1: i would say it's as accurate as you can get because there's no replacing a heavy load on your back like you can't do that. Yeah. The one the only difference that I would take to note uh, immediately would be time constraint. Once the bull the bull's yeah. dead, the bull's dead. So unless you're trying to beat a storm out or like, hey, I need to get my ass home. Like I have like tomorrow is the deadline. I need to have this elk off the mountain because I'm leaving at somehow I'm leaving at whatever time. So right, right, I, right. I would say that would be the only difference. Um but uh, other right, uh, other for than sure. that, weight is weight, right? It doesn't matter if it's a uh, eighty pounds of marbles or eighty pounds of you know what whatever. <laughs> eighty pounds is it? like I use concrete in my backpack when I train just because it doesn't move. But it w- when you're yeah. not looking backwards, you know you don't know it's just eighty pounds is eighty pounds. So um, right, I would. But other than that, dude, there's uh uh one other bit. I guess one yep. other thing that would change it a little bit would be you don't know what day you're packing out that elk. You you might, you might right. pack it out on day one when you're fresh and you had two days, you know, off and <laughs> whatever you're rested. Sure. But
0: that's a good, that's a good know, point. So yeah. At le- we should we, we'll make that a prerequisite this year. You have to have hiked thirty miles th- yeah. before coming in the day of yeah. the event.
1: <laughs> log a five k or something like that. You know, like that, right? Like, I mean, yeah, like, I, that's interesting. Up this year, we checked all of our cameras the day before our hunt and put in eleven miles the day before the hunt started. So. I was like, dude, what, what are we thinking? I'm smoked. I'm I'm tired because the last hike, the yeah. last hike was brutal, and it was just like I don't know why we didn't just check these on day one in the middle of the day. You know, a camera or two. We right. Did all the cameras that we had out there. I think we had nine out there, and we did them all in one day, and just smoked ourselves. So that was stupid. That was yeah. stupid. But lesson, lesson learned. Le- yeah, yeah. Always learning. Uh, but. Um, so that's so that's that would funny. be uh I guess one difference you can pull from it too. For sure. That, that that would be yeah. it.
0: Well, and that makes sense, right? Like um obviously with with the event itself, you know, you're targeting that date, yeah. right? Um and for the most part, the the other part of, of your kind of observation is that it's set up as a competition, right? right? So that would be, you know, the other caveat, which is you're kind of creating an environment where the realistic portion of, like you said, the weight is the weight and we're having people pack out the equivalency of what looks like a bull, which includes a rack and a head and all that, you know, just like you would in the back country. Um, but, you are fresh coming in and we are going to see who can essentially accomplish that task over a given course in the fastest amount of time. And so, you know, the funny part with that is then you're going to get folks that, you know, are, are interested in seeing like, how quickly can I go through this suffer fest? And the real life version of that is I've got a job to accomplish and the time constraint, unless there are, you know, external factors, really becomes null and void in a real world situation. So that definitely made, you know, I a hundred percent understand that, but Hey, you, you and guy from Western contours, you said, let's, let's, let's do it. And, and you guys, uh, guy stepped in and you guys crushed it. It was was, awesome.
1: It was cool, man. I really, I was looking forward to it all summer. That was kind of my, uh, I knew I had a good tag waiting for me and I said, well, I'm going to be in shape like this. Yeah. This is the best, you know, best training that I can do to prepare for it. So, it was- yeah,
0: I know. Well, I, I, and part of me was, uh, like, I kind of wanted to be able to do it as well, but being that I yeah. was kind of, you yeah. know, sorting and keeping track of people and everything else. That's why, like, uh, you know, when, uh, when Pansy like decided he was going to do the solo and, uh, with his, with his brother. And, uh, th- I mean, I don't know if you paid attention. Like, I think those dudes have packed out like a dozen out oh, this, this September.
1: Animals.
0: It's absolutely insane, yeah. right? And he's like, ah, oh, we do th- we do this every day, bro. And I'm like, Okay. And then I look like watch them on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he was a bullshitting. They are they
1: are yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like pull down, pull down, pull down, just day after day. And those dudes are just hammering yeah. freaking the hills every day. And I'm like, Oh, no wonder they won. Yeah.
1: These are
0: savages. <laughs> um, savages. but like I, when, uh, when, when he did the solo, like, you know, he, he just, you know, he kind of ran out of gas, which nobody faulted him for. And I was like, cool, I'll run out and go get his pack. That way I get a little taste of it, you know? And then uh, the guys from Bowman are like, nah, we'll just drive the four wheeler out. And I'm like, are you sure? Like I could do it. <laughs> well, okay. And they're like, "Nah, we'll get it, man. <laughs> and then I was like. All right, whatever.
1: <laughs> okay, if you insist.
0: You know, I just I wanted to just I wanted to be part yeah, of the fun, you know.
1: Was cool, bro. The course they laid out was fantastic. Like the the topography, yeah. like everything about it was just spot on. They nailed it. They nailed it.
0: Yeah, we're we're pumped because uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick it up a notch, like emerald Agassi uh-oh, style this uh-oh. year. Uh-oh. Like we've got to, we. We've got uh, we've got some good plans in in, uh, in the works to try and uh, make it make it even better this year. So we're we're excited about that. But, um, well, uh, it's it's awesome to catch back up with you. You know, uh, obviously, the, as September kind of comes and goes, you know, we, we talked a little bit before. We've kept up a little bit online uh, as the season has went on. Here, Do you got any more hunts uh, coming up this I have fall? Quite
1: a few still. Uh, my wife and my daughter both have cow tags so um nice two cow tags my wife has a a mule deer hunt rifle and then my dad has a muzzleloader rifle tag also um i drew a deer hunt in january but i'm going to be going to the ata during that um to launch our our new stuff so so i'm I'm nice well we'll look forward to that too man oh it's a kick in the balls but uh it is what it is like (laughs) i'll draw another tag someday but um hopefully yeah a a little bit of a splash at the ata because people are you know they're learning who we are a little bit at least we're not just some random right random whatever anymore so it's pretty pretty exciting
0: yeah well I'm, i'm i'm super happy for you guys because you know just just knowing what the, this process is like um i've been on on the back end like you said where you're you know drawing stuff up and you know you know on a napkin and that type of thing um i i'm in the process of some stuff kind of in the background awesome. right now where um I'm trying to, to make a couple of things happen with with a product that's more on the training side but um, that hopefully uh, it, it we're, we're making some headway with so I know the you know the the headspace of, of all this stuff and and it's uh, the hours and hours that people don't see and then they go oh like check you out man and you're like yeah you, you do. You, you, you—if you, unless you've been there, you don't really understand like the amount of nights where like you wake up with an idea or like something that you think of, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta remember this," and you know, you're like jumping back on the computer or like putting notes in your phone yeah. or something like that. And, and, uh, to get to where you start to actually make progress and see success. And then, you know, like I said, getting a chance to meet you and, and see, you know, where you guys are obviously well on your way towards, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to see people that, you know, have, have ran the gamut and, and are now, uh, enjoying seeing something that was, you know, trapped up in here, you know, get out where people actually can, see and, and recognize the value of what, what you bring into the market. And that's, you know, it's just awesome. So congrats Thank on you, that. Brother. For sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. This,
1: the struggle is real, as they say,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. So, um, but, well, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, I know you're pretty easy to find. Uh, Bow Hitch on uh, on Instagram, uh, and I don't, are you Facebook, Twitter, your TikTok, and all that good I stuff? I just too. started
1: doing a few TikToks, uh, so I'm going to ramp that game up here pretty good. But YouTube, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, and Instagram is the Bow Hitch. You got to put in the the yeah, Bow Hitch, Uh, the. yeah. So right. uh, the BowHitch.com, right? The Bow Hitch. Yeah, we do most of our web, stuff on Instagram. Web, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the bowhitch dot com.
0: And website is the same. Yeah. So the boat. we'll, we'll provide all the, okay. the connectivity in show notes and in the description down below. Make sure that you guys can, can find Mondo. Obviously go out, like and, like and subscribe to his, his pages. Um, you're very accessible and, and super active in the community, positive influence and, uh, always has a smile yeah. on his face every time that I've, I've, I've seen you. So, um, and, and I'm excited for next summer and, getting to reconnect and obviously if you ever get into denver um you got to stop by and see us because uh, our, our doors are always open and, and we'd love to look, have you look so. forward
1: to it bro good luck with the new product and uh thank you thanks for the time
0: yeah appreciate it man all the best and uh, hopefully you guys fill a few more tags this season yeah, so we'll,
1: we'll fill that freezer thank you you guys be safe all right uh, man see
0: ya. yeah take care